0: Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing.
1: <laughs> on the Range is brought to you by TaylorMade.
2: Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Early good morning. What's going on? Good
3: morning, Jay. It's going just fine here. I'm mean, in sunny, sunny. Arizona, we don't want to know. To we go. don't
2: want to know. We oh, okay. I'm don't.
1: I'm so tired go. of this.
2: Really? Forget it. Anyway. Why
3: do you ask me? Why do you ask me?
2: I said, how are you doing? I didn't want a weather I'm report. I'm telling
3: you how I'm doing. I'm oh, no. warm. I'm warm and getting sunny tan down in Arizona. That's how I'm doing. sunburn. Uh, hope you That's, get sunburned.
2: Uh, man, I know wicked <laughs> sunburn, scarring and stuff like that, right? So, we have formatted the show like around the golf, and this first segment is called the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by TaylorMade Golf. We want to welcome TaylorMade to the show. Oh my gosh, you got to wait and see the stealth driver. The cat's out of the bag, Pearl. This driver is badass, red face, carbon material. It is just beautiful. We are also giving away each week a dozen TP5 golf balls free absolutely free to our listenership all you have to do is email me J at J delson and enter the word balls in the subject line
3: that's, that's it perfect that's it that's absolutely perfect
2: that's it and you got a chance to win a, a dozen tp5 golf balls so um uh, pearl any sort of uh update on our social media i know you're you're right on top of this
3: you don't have to worry about it i got it handled
2: okay cool Uh, So check in next week for our social media, another social media update from John. Uh, We do want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. For the inside of your home, for the outside of your home, these folks. Besides being terrific people, they do a great job. Um all right, so this is our best of Pearl. We have got Bob Costas and Jim Nance today. Man, I I I, I was so enthralled listening to Gretzky and the great Jack Nicholas last week, and now we've got these two guys. Um it's just fantastic. I, I I'm so honored to have them on the show. We also are go, going to announce the winners of the Powers Insurance St. Louis Blues. Tickets behind the Blues bench giveaway for January 27th. That'll be in the uh, the 19th hole. But, John, Bob Costas, who needs no introduction to anyone, 2012 uh, Hall of Fame inductee, eight-time broadcaster of the year, winner of over 20 sports Emmys. He covered 11 Olympic games. He's, he's had a show on HBO, HBO Sports, Kentucky Derby, golf with NBC for 11 years. This guy is just Oh, man, and he spent so much of his early career here in St. Louis, it's really thrilling to have him on the show. Let's just go listen to this snippet from Bob Costas. Jordan, open, Chicago with the
1: lead. Timeout, Utah, 5.2 seconds left. Michael Jordan running on fumes
4: with 45 points. Who knows what will unfold in the next several months. But that may have been the last shot Michael Jordan will ever take in the
5: NBA. Bob Costas is brought to you by Golden Team.
2: I'm looking at your accomplishments, man, and I just cannot believe the sports spectrum that you've covered in your career. I mean... I guess we could start in 1974 when you got to come to St. Louis. I'm assuming, you know, you're a kid that grew up in Queens and that you had never been to St. Louis before.
4: I had never set foot in St. Louis until October of 1974. I was in Syracuse where I went to college. I had gotten my first job a year before doing minor league hockey in the Eastern Hockey League for $30 a game and $5 a day meal money on the road while I was still a student at Syracuse. The only thing I really knew about St. Louis was the Cardinals and the fact that I could sometimes pick up KMOX if the signal was clear enough on the right night, and I could listen to Harry Carey and Jack Buck, and by the mid-70s, it was just Jack because Harry had left. So I was excited to have an interview at KMOX for the chance to be the voice of the spirits and maybe to meet Jack Buck. But I thought, hey, I'm 22 years old. I have a very thin resume. There's almost no way in the world I'm going to get this job. But lo and behold, I did. And so when I came to St. Louis for the interview, I'm thinking this is the one and only time for the foreseeable future I'll be in this town. And what do I know about this town? I know the Cardinals, and I know that Stan Musial has a restaurant, (laughs) at least he did then for many years, called Musial and Biggies. So I went after the interview with Mr. Hyland and with Jack Buck. I went to New Zealand Biggies by myself. And this is 1974. And all I had was a hamburger and maybe a Coke. And the bill was maybe 10 bucks. And I didn't even have any credit cards then. All I had was a little bit of cash. And as the tip after paying the bill, I left three singles, a quarter, a nickel, and a penny $3.31. <laughs> in honor of Stan Musial's lifetime batting average of 331. i I'm sure the waiter was puzzled, but I'm thinking I'm never going to set foot here again. So I go back to Syracuse, and a couple of days later, Mr. Highland calls me, and what do you know, I've got the job. And I'm back in Syracuse a couple of weeks after, I'm back in St. Louis, rather, a couple of weeks after that, embarking upon my career with KMOX.
2: And Bob, what a phenomenal career you've had. But one of the things as a kid, I can remember listening to you call the St. Louis Spirits games and fly Williams, the three-point line, you know, the colored ball, all of those really fun things as a, you know, as a kid, I grew up in North County and loved sports, but hearing your voice, the passion that you had when you called basketball was phenomenal.
4: Well, you know, I was a kid. That's part of it. I was a kid. Starting out on his first really big broadcasting adventure, I was at KMOX. I understood the prestige and the history of the station. I understood that I was working with Jack Buck and with Dan Kelly and other legendary broadcasters on a station where Harry Carey and Joe Garagiola and others had worked. And I was a small part of that. So I was all all psyched up anyway. And, of course, basketball is a fast-paced sport. And I guess I just let it rip.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you you became part of this tremendous roster of unbelievable broadcasters that this little flyover city, as we're called sometimes, has had. The the people that have come through here have been just phenomenal.
4: Oh, absolutely. Hall of Fame broadcasters. Uh, You think about all the people that have been – associated primarily with St. Louis that are in the baseball broadcasters hall of fame the broadcasters wing in Cooperstown or various other broadcasting halls of fame boldface names there has never been a radio station and this is a considered opinion never been a radio station more influential or better in quality than KMOX over the course of decades more dominant in the ratings and more respected in every way and it's only a small exaggeration to say that, especially in sports, we had a roster of people there that could have stopped the network's entire sports department.
2: Oh, there's no question. I had Jay Randolph Sr. on, oh, oh, gosh, a couple of months ago, Bob, and he talked about, you know, the Gary Benders of the world and some of those guys that, yep. you know, because we had the big red back then. And, oh, man, as a kid, you know, you just don't appreciate it. As I'm older now and I've been fortunate to be in sports, I'm like, Man, St. Louis has just got a, uh, a first class seat that takes, you know, it doesn't have to take anything uh, from any other city in terms of our broadcasters.
4: Yeah, even Dan Deerdorf began broadcasting at KMOX when he was still an active player with the football Cardinals and went on from there to a terrific career on network television calling football.
2: Okay, so Pearl, I give you the first crack at this. Bob Costas. Well, he's
3: always he's always just fun to listen to, no matter what your questions are. What's going on? I, you know, he pops into my head, Jake, because obviously the Olympics are right around the corner. And man, did he do a good job and a fun job. And it, it was fun in the past in his interviews with you when he would talk about kind of walking that fine line with the Olympics. So that's really what I started thinking about because man, those old uh, Dan Hicks and Mike Tirico have a fine line to uh, to, to to do this year, and they better have every bit of the skill of. Uh, Bob Costas to get through that. So I think I think so much of him is he's fun to listen to. He's so knowledgeable, but uh, man, he he uh, he says it, but he says it in a way that uh, most everybody can accept it.
2: Yeah, you know, John, he the bar set high at NBC Sports, yeah. no question about it. Dan Hicks has been on the show, great guy too. We wish them all the best. But Bob Costas had a way of blending in. He he would blend in. I remember when the Olympics were in Beijing, and he would blend in. You know, this there was a massive human rights issue at the time. Wondering should our athletes even been there? You know, China's got some really sketchy uh, history and uh, um, with that, and he he never ignored the topics that were he that, that were being talked about. But he did it in a way that didn't take away from the sport or the athletes. So you never got down, felt like you went down a bunny trail. You still were focused on the competition and what these great uh, Olympians were doing.
3: Well, that's exactly the scenario. We're back in Beijing and now we're at the Winter Olympics. It was the exact same situation, so it's going to be interesting to see. And to give the guy, the current guys a little bit of uh, credit uh, or or, um, grace, if you will, Uh, it's amplified from back when it it was tough enough for Bob Costas, but it's... X times 5 or times 10. So it's going to be interesting to see what those guys can do.
2: Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Um, the um, uh, You know what? We are going to wrap up the On the Range segment. I'm going to do the Tip of the Cap segment. The Tip of the Cap is brought to you by Dean Team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Uh, appreciate their support. Pearl, you're driving around one of their vehicles right now. It's just uh, been fantastic for you. The Tip of the Cap today goes to... The broadcaster. We have been so fortunate to have the some of the best world-class, world-renowned broadcasters start, begin, and hunker down right here out of St. Louis. I'm talking about Joe Buck. I'm talking about Jack Buck. I'm talking about Danny McLaughlin. I'm talking about Bob Casas, Dan Deerdorf. The names go on and on. Um Gary Bender, uh the names go on and on. So my, my cap is off, and I'm tipping it to the broadcasters, and I want to thank Dean, team of Kirkwood at 314-966-0303. Colin, my buddy over there, thanks for supporting the show, and thanks for taking care of this car that I just crashed and uh, ran into a deer. He's hooking me up right now. That is going to wrap up the On the Range segment. We are going coming back with Jim Nance and the front nine. Golf with Jay Delson.
6: This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: Hi, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. That's right. SSM Health Physical Therapy has TPI, Titleist Performance Institute, trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screen on you, as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. It is awesome. Proper posture and alignment can help you keep it right down the middle. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion.
0: Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic.
1: Powers Insurance and Risk Management is sponsoring a VIP St. Louis Blues game experience for two lucky winners. Enter to win a front row seat right behind the visitor's bench and join Jay Delsing and Tim Davis from Powers Insurance as you take in all the action while the Blues host the Calgary Flames. All you have to do to enter... Just go to powersinsurance.com backslash go blues. The winner will be announced on January 9th. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency here in St. Louis that specializes in robust insurance policies designed to provide coverage that's tailored to your personal needs.
2: Hey, I know you've heard a lot about club fitting, but I need you to go visit my friends at Pro-Am Golf. They're a family-owned and operated golf discount shop in St. Louis that's been operating for over 40 years. They have a top quality fitter in CJ over there and a very qualified staff. With the most up-to-date, state-of-the-art technology in the industry at all. They've got a really cool ball program coming that will help you fit your swing speed to the right ball. But most importantly, they have the lowest prices in town on this fitting. And you know what's really special? They take the price of the fitting and roll it into the new clubs that you purchase over there. So basically, the fitting costs you nothing. Visit Tom DeGrant. He's been in the business for over 40 years and a great guy. And they'll watch you hit balls in their simulator. So stop by and ask for the Delsing discount and they'll give you even more money off their already low price. That's Pro-Am Golf, a family-owned business
3: here in St. Louis.
0: Grab your clubs. We're heading to the front nine on Golf with Jay delsing
3: The Front Nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic.
2: Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Purley. is with me. Uh, Brad Barnes Meats taking great care of us here in our studios. and We're headed to the front nine. It's brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. This year, 2022, September 5 through 11, I've just been hired as an ambassador again. I'm delighted to be part of this group. I can't wait to have the best Champions Tour players back in town, back at Norwood. This year, it's going to be great. Cannot wait.
3: Jay, Jay. Now that they've seen the course for a year, they've played competitively. How much is that going to change things? Do you think?
2: Uh, I, th- I think they're going to get a better sense. I think Norwood has uh, lent itself to uh, needing several rounds under your belt to get <clears throat> a sense for the greens. The greens are, are yeah. really, really tough. The layout is great. The greens are tough, and you got to, you got to, you know. Hit your your pro shots, kind of like I did last year, Pearl, into the uh, correct areas of the green, or just go ahead and shank every other one and and hit them under a bunch of trees. Anyway, we're not jumping off of there. Uh, okay, so now we have Jim Nance. Um, boy, I mean, where do you start with this guy? The hello friends moniker honoring his. And representing his his late father that passed away because of Alzheimer's in two thousand eight, multiple Emmys, broadcaster of the year five times, CBS Golf, March Madness, CBS Football with Phil Simms, and now with Tony Romo, and it goes on and on and on. Let's go listen to our friend Jim Nance.
5: Go length of the court with Archie Diakino. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship.
0: No, no, no. The National Champions with Jacobs hitting the winner at the buzzer.
2: When you started in 1986 um, at the Masters and you've been hosting at Augusta since 1989, I can't tell you A how much I miss sports and B how much your voice has just been symbolic with my comfort of sport and you know <laughs> it, it's and it's 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 like something's missing it's like you're sitting at the family table and somebody's gone
5: <laughs> well i put a lot of people to sleep there saturday <laughs> and sunday golf shows i've been <laughs> accused of that i i actually get that uh quite a bit and um you know people will actually write me or tell me that there's no nap that's more soothing or or deeper than than a the, the Saturday or Sunday afternoon uh, golf nap, listening to, to to Jim Nansen watching CBS golf. And I know they mean it as a compliment. <laughs> I think they do anyway. <laughs> Rodney Harrison, when he was playing for the Patriots one time, walked into one of our meeting rooms and said, man, I owe you so much. I get the best naps in the off season listening to you. And, you know, it's awesome to CBS golf and how you do it. and I, You put me to sleep every time. Well, again, I know he meant it as a compliment. But you know, I work with Phil Sims. I love Phil for thirteen years. He never let that one go away. He reminded me so
6: many times
5: about what Rodney said. But it is what it is. You know, golf's a relaxing thing to watch, you know, and you want people to get uh kind of like into it, you know, like lose themselves in it. If that means they not off they're not off. But uh all I can tell you is I'm not close to falling asleep. I mean that. I, I, there there's probably a lot more intensity than maybe my voice uh, reflects. Uh, but, man, I hang on every shot. I just I'm, – I'm hopelessly in love with the game. You know, I, I I never had anywhere close to, you know, a career that anybody would ever care about as a player. But I always wanted to be a broadcaster, And, I mean, I was freakishly, like, stalking the PGA Tour and golf. When, when I was a kid, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, my parents would go out of their way to make sure, drive me to tournament sites and drop me off and let me run around for the day, knowing that I wouldn't get in any hijinks or trouble. But the number of tournaments that I could tell you that my parents, you know, with, with a modest income, what they did to let their son live the dream of being around this tour. Whether it was dropping me, well, I can tell you this for starters. Every year, our spring break, we were living in New Jersey during my uh, high school and grade school years. They would drive for two days, two days, stop one where one stop 600 miles down the road, stay in a motel, get back on the road. We would drive two days to go to wherever the tour was located that that given week in March, Jacksonville. this is before the Players Championship at the old the Jacksonville Open, Inverary. Doral, you name it, wherever our break fell, my folks would drive four days total round trip. to just drive me to a tournament, buy me a ticket, and allow me to go out and run around and watch the PGA Tour.
2: What a story. Um, i never
5: lost that appreciation for, you know, just now having a chance to have the access of sitting behind the 18th hour. I still look down and remember the kid that was running around in awe of it all.
2: But, Jim, you were a great player. I mean, you, you played on a terrific no, University it, of Houston team. I
5: hate to, I hate to, I hate to, to, to shoot down a, a dear friend. A great, I've never been called a great player, so I do need a copy of this show. I need to hear that a <laughs> few more times. You got it, man. I was a good enough player to make the University of Houston golf team, but I was completely outclassed talent-wise when I got there. Um, I, I, the coach thought I had some ability and thought that I had uh, the potential to maybe be able to help his golf program, which was a great golf program, which a I terrific I, program I at the time, nothing to the cause. I, I, <laughs> I was, uh, I was the 18th man on an 18 man golf team. <laughs> now I might've been 17th one or two weeks along the way, but, uh, that would have been a fluke. You had to turn in a score every day, Jay. You had to go out and, and play. Everything had to be hold. The coach would set up your, your, your groups and tell you where you'd go play, and the scorecard had to come back, sign, and attest it. I was out of my league. But, you know, I didn't have that burning passion. I loved the game as a player. But the passion was to be able to be a guy that was going to comment on it and tell the stories behind it.
2: That's pretty and cool.
5: luckily for me, fortunately for me, that came true.
2: You're talking about Coach Williams as well, right? The legendary Coach yeah, Williams. You know, he
5: was the man. I mean, he, uh, he had one of his former players named Ron Weber, who was the head pro at the Woodlands. He had been a tour player early in the 60s and had a couple of runner-up finishes on the tour. But Mr. Weber came back and was the head pro, and he saw me hitting balls on the range one day. Uh, this is in the summer of 77. I'm all set, enrolled at the University of Texas, a month from actually going there in Austin. He saw me hitting balls, and somebody made an introduction. And he said, wow. He said, well, what's your background? I told him I had just moved down from graduating high school in New Jersey. And he said, you um, you, you can really play. Are you, you going to play college golf at Texas? I said, oh, no. No, at one time I thought I actually talked to the Clemson coach, but they didn't show a lot of interest, so I'm going to go to Texas and you know pursue broadcasting and this kind of thing. He said, you know, I'd like you to meet Dave Williams. I said, you know, of course, I knew who he was. Dave Williams needs to see you. He needs to meet you. And he took me into his office behind the pro shop or, you know, the side of the pro shop. He got on his Rolodex, and he called Dave Williams right in front of me, right in my company. And Dave Williams said, yeah, I'll come out and see him. He said, when when are you available? He leaned over, and I said, anytime. I'm wide open. He said, well, how about tomorrow? I said, sure. He said, we'll we'll be out here at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I showed up the next day, and uh, Mr. Weber introduced me to Coach Williams. uh, As I was – I'd already loosened up and hit some balls on the range, and I was putting. And I went over and very respectfully met the great man. And he said, uh, said, Jimbo? He called me Jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> said, I want you to go out and play nine holes. I'm going to follow you around in the cart. Don't even even acknowledge I'm there. It's like I'm not even there. Don't even think about it. You go play nine holes. I'm going to watch you, and then we'll talk after the round. Uh, I said, when, when, when's a good time? Mr. Weber said, the tee's open. Let's go. So he ended up driving the coach around, his former coach. So the pro and the head coach sat in the cart for nine holes. I went birdie, birdie, one and two. I'm not going to make you take a card here yourself. (laughs) But I birdied the first two holes, and I played the last seven holes, four over. Four bogeys, three pars to go with the two early birdies. I shot 38. I thought I'd probably thrown it away with that scratchy finish. But when I walked off the ninth hole, and I hit some decent shots, but I was never consistent. The coach came out of his cart, and he said, Jimbo. How would you like to be a Cougar?
2: Oh, my
5: God. (laughs) And I said, University of Houston Cougar? He said, yes. I want you to play for my golf team. Now, I can't offer you a scholarship, but I'd like you to come uh, to our school and uh, be a part of my team. They're coming off a national championship, by the way. Um, So I did. I I had to apply before I could enroll and get accepted. All that came together, and then in late August of 1977, I went over to the campus and met the six other freshmen that were part of my class, and these are guys that you know, um, Freddie Couples, Blaine McAllister. These are buddies of yours, and a guy named John Horn, who you may have played with.
2: I did play with John Horn. Horn, he was a great guy.
5: Yeah, great guy. I just talked to John. His birthday was a few weeks ago. Great pal. So um, they were the three-star recruits. Who got scholarship money. I was just, you know, a flunky walk-on kid. Uh, And I ended up uh, uh, after the first semester, actually after the first year, I ended up moving in to the dorm with those three. The four of us shared a two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite. And they they became lifetime buddies. And uh, I got to be on the Houston golf team.
2: Man, it was a powerhouse. It was a powerhouse back then. I got recruited a little bit by Dave Williams and had some of the, for me, you know, all everything was done, Jim, on, by telephone. And, and I had never met him. I read about him and just in books and people told me about him. And we had some strange conversations because he'd said one time to me, Jay, do you look good in red? And I'm thinking, man, I don't think I'll look good in anything. You know. He said, Cougar Red, do you look good in Cougar Red? And I said, Yes, sir. That's you know, exactly. I,
5: I I know that's hundred percent accurate. That's exactly what he said to me. How much like to be a cougar? You know, so he he had so much pride in being a Houston cougar and that cougar red and that's when he you know, when he talked to you, I mean I know exactly like I can see him saying it to you, Jeff.
2: Okay, John. I'll give you first crack. Jim Nance. Sure,
3: absolutely, with, with Nance. Just the, the thing I love about this, Jay, and it's you can relate to this because you had an early love for the game too and then went on and stayed in the game in multiple ways. He had an early love for the game of golf. He was passionate about it. His parents supported him. And so what a surprise. He knew it inside and out as a player, high school, college, etc. And he acknowledges he was no superstar. He wasn't going to get on the tour and that kind of stuff, but he just had that, that passion, that love. So what a great place for him to end up. Obviously, he does multiple sports. He's a super talented guy. But it's just great that he's, he's able to continue that passion. And, and his passion through, shows through every single week as far as I'm concerned. He's, he's a great voice to hear. He's knowledgeable. And he's passionate. Perfect scenario. And he's been passionate his whole life. Perfect scenario to be top of the heap.
2: We don't have much time left on the front line. But I'm going to throw one word at you that when he talks, he's kind. There's something about him that that's just a rare thing, John, to have that sort of passion, be a that sort of celebrity, and be as kind as he is. And he is he is that.
3: He is that. I totally agree with you. That's a big one.
2: All right, so we're gonna have another. We we actually had a full hour of Jim Nance interview. So we're gonna this is gonna wrap up the front nine. We're gonna come back to the back nine and get another little snippet from a different episode of Jim Nance. This is golf with Jay Delsing.
6: Hey, everybody, it's Ben Skill. You're listening to Golf with
2: Jay Delsing. I want to welcome Rapsoto Golf to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Folks, this device is super, super cool. It's small, just a little bit bigger than your cell phone. It works in conjunction with your phone to help track your shots. It talks about launch angle, spin rate, dispersion, uh, how far the ball goes. It is really, really something. You can go to Rapsoto Golf. Dot com and check this thing out. It'll also give you a couple drop-downs. So you can see how they're transferring this technology into baseball and softball, and they're working with all 30 Major League Baseball teams now. So this is a viable product. But if you want to practice in the winter and you want to get better and you want to stop figuring out where that ball went after you hit it into the net, Get a Rapsodo and check them out. You will love it. We appreciate them being part of the show. Go to rapsodo.com, rapsodo.com.
1: Marcon Appliance Parts Company of St. Louis, Missouri would like to recognize and applaud the thousands of companies and volunteers who donated their time and money to make Wreaths Across America program a national success on December 18, 2021. Wreaths Across America is a national wreath-laying program to decorate the graves of our beloved veterans at national cemeteries across the country. Marcon Appliance Parts is proud to be a local sponsor and sent volunteers to participate at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. For more details, visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
5: Everyone is looking for the extra edge, and Jay Delsing is digging deep to find it. It's The Leading Edge on Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: I am sitting down this morning with the president of Tony Penna Golf, Mr. Robert Rosenberg. Rob, thanks for joining me this morning.
6: Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate this. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, so oh my gosh, I am so excited. Tony Penna, this Iomatic brand is it's an iconic brand. I remember it when I was a kid and you kind of grew up in in Westchester County and and knew of this brand as a young youngster as well.
6: Yeah, I mean, Tony Penna was uh, is, was a legendary golf brand. I mean, it was uh, Tony Pena himself was a very, very well-known, famous golfer back in the day. Uh, he was on tour, played with all the greats, and he went and started working for McGregor uh, as their club designer. And he just is a legendary figure in the world of golf.
2: Oh, my gosh, Rob, he hung around with Bing Crosby and Perry Como. He was so uh, proud of his Italian heritage. And what what I remember and what is really sticks out to me and what you guys are doing, and you can go to com to check this out, is the styles. I'm looking right now in my hand is the Jupiter putter. Tony Penna was a fashionable guy. He cared about the way these putters looked. As well as performed, and that is still the case with what you guys are doing, isn't it?
6: Yeah, I mean, we we are trying to come out with unique, high quality golf products. Uh, we don't come out with an array of products every year. We are very select. We come out with some putters and wedges. We're going to be coming out with some uh, drivers that are going to be very interesting, looking like the original Persimmon wood drivers, but obviously uh, in a in a large metal head. But uh, we're doing, we're trying to bring this brand back to life. Uh, it has a legendary history. Uh, it's been owned by many other companies over the years. Rawlings at one point owned the brand. I think the Jack Nicklaus company at one point owned the brand. Um, and it's been a way for a long time. We as a, as a company resurrect brands in other categories and being a golf junkie and, and loving uh, golf equipment, I felt that this was an ideal brand to bring back
2: to life. Oh, my gosh. You and I have been talking for quite a while, and I was so excited because when I was a caddy, the Iomatic McGregor Persimmon drivers were just all the rage. And I remember when all through college I hit uh, a McGregor driver. (laughs) And to now see um, what you guys are doing, and I love your Tony, the little TP logo. It really is uh, yeah. Cool and catchy, and you've got that on the back of your wedges, you've got it on your putters. Right. It's a, it's a, a nice yeah. trademark.
6: Yeah, I mean, we 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 really looked at the old uh, golf clubs and what they did back in the '60s and '70s, and we tried to have that feel to make it look like uh, the club is back in the day. We added some modern enhancements to it, and obviously the technology is, is quite improved from back then. But we're trying to give it that that Tony Pena look and feel, and I think uh, we're doing a good job in that respect.
2: No, there's no question, and we got to talk about the price because you guys are at such a competitive price. This is not going to be a $600 driver. This is not going to be a $400 putter. We're talking no. fractions of the cost.
6: Yeah. We, we, well, our business model really is to bring high quality golf equipment directly to the consumer at, at affordable prices. I mean, our putters are really, and our drivers and our wedges are really top of the line, and, and we're able to do it at an affordable price because we're not spending you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, or millions of dollars in marketing and advertising. We're really doing a direct to consumer approach, trying to get the name out there. But um, the Tony Pena brand to the golf aficionado, I think they know what the brand stands for. And uh, we're trying to, to really resurrect this brand and bring, and bring uh, some high-quality products to the, to the golfer out there.
2: Rob, you know what's interesting is I've had Nathaniel Crosby on my show. Yeah. And we interviewed him, and he's a huge part of Tony Pena. They have a great connection.
6: Yeah, he was he, well, he he was very close with Tony Penna from what I understand, and he was his golf instructor. Obviously Tony Penna and Nathaniel's father Bing Crosby were very close. In fact, Tony Penna, I think, was the one who really got that Bing Crosby invitational celebrity golf tournament started back, I think, in the thirties. Um, so they have a long history. And Nathaniel owned I think he owned part of the Tony Penna company back in the Eighties when they brought back the brand, and I think he was president of the company at the time as well.
2: So the Tony Pena brand, besides Tony himself, has a long, rich history of of, of um, golf-loving uh, famous people that have really yeah. kind of graduated towards this. And I can't wait to the, to the for the golfing public to get a look at this.
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, we have some really exciting. St- uh, products in development for 2022, uh, the Iomatic, as you mentioned, we own the Iomatic, uh, name and we, we, use that on, on some of our products and we're coming out with an Iomatic driver, uh, sometime in the spring. That's just going to be phenomenal. It's going to be very cool looking, uh, and you'll, people will be able to see that on the website, uh, in the coming months.
2: So rub Tony Pena golf.com is how people can get, um, uh look at this stuff and then we will, you will send this directly to them.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Directly to consumer. Yeah.
2: That's fantastic. This has been the leading edge segment and Mr. Robert Rosenberg, the president of Tony Pena golf was visiting with me this morning on golf with Jay Delsing. Thanks so much, Rob, for visiting with me.
6: Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate it. And uh, everybody out there, stay safe and hit them straight.
2: Jay here, and I'm here to tell you about my favorite strength training program that has helped me play better golf, and I think it'll help you. That's right. I'm talking about 20 Minutes to Fitness. 20 minutes once or twice a week is all you need to stay strong, flexible, and in shape to play your best golf. 20 Minutes to Fitness targets the muscle groups used in the golf swing because you always work with a trainer on physical therapy equipment. And that causes a reduction in your chance to get exercise-related injury. It knocks it down to almost zero. Folks, I've been doing this for over eight years now, and I am in the best shape of my life. If you have never worked with a trainer before, you've got to give it a try. It's a game changer. But don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. Your first session is free. That's right. It's absolutely free. There are two locations to serve you, one in Chessfield one in Clayton. Visit 20minutestofitness.com to to learn more. 20 Minutes to Fitness works for me, and it can work for you.
0: We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
3: The Back Nine is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf.
2: Okay, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie is with me, and we are headed to the Back Nine that is brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Folks, do yourself a favor. Get this on your to-do list for 2022. Get yourself fitted. I I called CJ. I missed him the other day. I am going to call him after the show this morning, and I'm getting an appointment. I am going to get fit. Pearlie is going to get custom fitted and go to Family Golf. He's as knowledgeable as anybody in the city. They already have a low price there. Ask for a Delsing discount. They'll take a little uh, more money off of that, and they will roll the price of that fitting into the set of the clubs so it's virtually free. 314-647-8054 or visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com We are going straight to the second half, the second part of Jim Nance.
5: Many doubted we'd ever see it but here it is. The return to glory. I never thought we'd see anything that could rival the hug with his father in 1997 but we just did.
3: That will be the greatest scene in golf forever, Jim Nance.
5: The Jim Nance interview on Golf with Jay Delsine is brought to you by Golden Tee.
2: You know, you have the NFL, you have your uh, NCAA uh, hoops, and all the other things that you're doing, but the game of golf has, man, allowed me to hang out with people that I had no business knowing, and... I can't say enough about this game, and and I can't thank it enough, and I, I can't do enough to give back to it.
5: Beautifully said, and that is golf, and and golfers, if if they can really uh, be honest with themselves, and some, I think people uh, are so in the middle of their careers and, and 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 competing so fiercely that they don't have that reflection or nostalgic mechanism in them yet but i do hear more people extolling the greatness of the game for golf than any other sport An athlete talks about their given sport of choice golfers are an appreciative bunch they're incredibly loyal but if there's a constant refrain and message it's just how golf has put people put us into a position that's just unimaginable. It is the people that you meet through this game. And look, you, you know, you went to UCLA. I mean, you were living in, uh, you know, your, 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 rounds of golf, you uh, know, your home course is Air Country Club. I can only even imagine right there for starters, the kids as a kid, the people, the legends you got to meet, but the game, has a grateful heart to it. It has a soul. And the people that are able to express it like you, I'm on their team. Those are the people I want to be with, because that's where I'm coming from. Just exactly like you expressed it.
2: I can remember when I was, uh, I think I was 19 years old, 18 or 19 as a freshman, and I'm just standing on the putting green. I'm still in awe of West LA. I don't know what I'm doing out in California. You know, I'm just so excited <laughs> to be there. And I get a tap on the shoulder and I turn around and this guy says, in this kind of Scottish accent, says, young man, would you be interested in playing nine holes of golf with me? And I turn around, Jim, it's damn Sean Connery. And I said, <laughs> oh, i will caddy for you. My gosh, I'll do anything you want. You know, because this is James Bond. But this was what, 1979. Oh, my gosh. It was like Connery royalty.
5: Even though he's always going to be regarded as one of the legendary actors. Of all time in 1979, I mean, name the biggest star today. And that's what you basically you you got tapped on the shoulder and walked into.
2: (laughs) And how does a 19 year old in any other space get to hang out with someone like him? But it's the game of golf.
5: It is the game of golf. And I'm not trying to, you know, not usurp or, or match that story. But I had the freakish chance to play golf with Sean Connery myself <laughs> um, it's it's a doozy but um, it was my uh, first year of broadcasting the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am so you're going to go back to the mid 80s 1986 and I had played golf at Cypress Point again what am I doing there with Frank Turkinian, our father of golf television and Ken Venturi i First time I ever laid eyes on Cypress. I played with those two. And I had the round of my life. I'm not going to lie. In fact, people today, if they play with me, they say, there's no way you ever did what you said you did. But I made five birdies on the front nine, Jay, for starters. Wow. Okay. And I birdied 13 for a sixth birdie. And I still shot 77 with six birdies. (laughs) But that night, I'm at dinner. I'm just a young kid hanging on the coattails of all these legendary broadcast people. And we're at the at the lodge and um and Trickinian says at the end of the night, uh, after a lot of wine had been consumed by most of the bunch, not me, I didn't even know much about any worldly things like wine at that time in my life. Not even what, four not even four years removed from college. He oh, yeah. said, Jimmy, I'm supposed to play tomorrow with a couple of guys over at Cypress. You go back and play. Go into the shop and tell uh, Jim Langley that I couldn't make it and that you're going to play in place of me. I had made a game. I'm not going to tell you who you're playing with, but go on over there. So I did. I showed up at the point <laughs> of time. I walked in and met one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life, Jim Langley, the late
2: Terrific head pro person. at Cypress Point.
5: And he said, well, you're on the tee, the group after next, he said you were playing with, you know, rattled off the names on one of whom was Sean Connery, which, which just what in the world is going on. By the way, Sean Connery carried his own bag. Talk about a man's man. He, you know, caddy, caddies is a very big part of the, of the culture at Cypress walking is, but he preferred to like to carry his own bag. He said he preferred to carry his own club. So he did. And, um, yeah, I ended up. Um, I ended up not only playing with him, but giving him. He needed a ride back to the lodge after our <laughs> round. And uh, I had a rental car that was a one of those big old Cadillacs, like they used to make um, the the long version. And I had another passenger that was in our group named Howard Keel, who had been an actor. You probably met. I Howard sure Keel. knew Howard Keel. That.
2: Yes, I sure did.
5: Nice man. So he, we, Mr. Keel had been with us too. He sat in the front seat, passenger seat. I was going to be driving these two icons back nervously along 17-mile drive past the Lone Cypress just to get them back safely, hopefully, to the lodge. And I, I threw the bags in the trunk, and I came around the driver's side, and I saw the back left door was still open. Connery was in the in the back seat. And I slammed the door rather forcefully without realizing that Connery still had his leg, his left leg, was on the pavement and not in the car. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard this blood-curling scream, and I didn't realize what I – I shut the door on Connery. He, he kind of worked his way out of, the, out of the car and was hopping around in complete agony in the Cypress Point uh, parking lot. And there was blood that was trickling out of his pants trouser on that shin bone just above the ankle.
2: Oh, and I, he even had
5: slightly torn his his trouser. Um, but he he was in horrific pain. And I'm standing around like, w- what did I just do?
4: Did
6: I just injure
5: James <laughs> Bond? Did I just like, take him out of this tournament? How am I going to go back and tell Frank Tricinian that I've just taken one of the biggest stars from his celebrity field? <laughs> and sent him home to Scotland, W.D. Um, but um, even though there was a weird kind of satisfaction that I had done something that the likes of Goldfinger and Blofeld and all those <laughs> had never done before, drawing blood from Bond, uh, he did show these amazing powers of recovery. And within about five or ten minutes, he was able to like walk normally and hop back into the car and kind of let go of it. And off we went back to the lodge. I'm feeling just awful and humiliated and embarrassed. But when I got to the front of the lodge, he's, he and Howard Keel said they were going to Club 19 for for lunch. Would I want to join them? So all things forgotten. Uh, I went back and had lunch with James Bond, uh, Sean Connery, and Howard Keel. And again, how does golf do this? I have no idea. But uh, I'll never forget that day. I can tell you that.
2: Okay, so don't go anywhere. That's going to wrap up the back nine. Pearly and I are going to break down the Jim Nance, uh, the second half of the Jim Nance episode on the ninth, the nineteenth hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
4: Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: I'm with my buddy Joe Sheaser from USA
0: Mortgage. Hi, Jay. How are you? Doing great,
2: Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show.
0: Ah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, congratulations. This is uh, your third year, and we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning.
2: Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for
0: people. Well, USA Mortgage is a uh, ESOP. It's an employee-owned company, so over 1,000 families here in St. Louis Work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a a local company, please call USA Mortgage 314-628-2015, and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available, and give you an opportunity to support a local company.
2: If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. 1-866-341-9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve.
1: Marcon Appliance Parts Company of St. Louis, Missouri would like to recognize and applaud the thousands of companies and volunteers who donated their time and money to make Wreaths Across America program a national success on December 18, 2021. Wreaths Across America is a national wreath-laying program to decorate the graves of our beloved veterans at national cemeteries across the country. Marcon Appliance Parts is proud to be a local sponsor and sent volunteers to participate at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. For more details, visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: Hey, guys, I know you've heard golf is booming, and it really is. There are more people playing golf today than ever before. And you know who else is doing great? My friends at Whitmore Country Club. I don't know if you know about their membership, but if you join at Whitmore Country Club, there's 90 holes. They give you access to the links of Dardeen, the golf club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. And the cart fees are included in the membership, so you're not going to get dinged for a cart fee. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, no nothing. Just great golf, great places to eat. They have a large pool complex, three tennis courts. They've got a kids' club. You can drop your children off, you and your significant another your wife can go out play a little golf you can call them at 636-926-9622 and when you go over there poke your head in the golf shop and say hi to my friend bummer he is
0: terrific he wants to help you with your game and he'll show you around thank you st louis for making the first annual ascension charity classic presented by emerson a record-breaking success the golf was incredible your enthusiasm unmatched and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on north st louis county charities to our sponsors volunteers and fans thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to st louis with record attendance see you next year at the ascension charity classic hey jay delson here
2: for ssm health physical therapy do you want to have a more consistent golf swing hell i know i sure do. SSM Health Physical Therapy's golf program has Titleist Performance Institute certified physical therapists trained to assess your movement patterns, your mobility, and your stability to help make your golf swing more efficient and repeatable. They can help your golf game. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area, 800-518-1626, or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? Uh, Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, yeah, right, let me start it. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my friend Colin Burnt over at the Dean Team of Kirkwood. Folks, if you're looking for any sort of vehicle, I know it says Volkswagen of Kirkwood, Colin has a parking lot full of new and used cars i was just over there the other day i bought a used vw Passat for my daughter joe who just totaled it in an accident she texted me by the way and said dad i tapped a car in front of me she tapped it so so well that the cars totaled anyway i talked to um to Colin and he is working out a new vehicle for us. But we went over and looked. There is a huge selection of cars over there. My buddy Pearlie that does the show with me had bought a used Toyota truck from Colin and just loved the service and loved the vehicle. Um This is like dealing with family over there. These are great people. Collins, there. His right-hand person, Brandy, is there to, to do anything they can to get you in the vehicle you want. Give them a call today.
0: Grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing.
3: The 19th hole is refreshed by Michelob Ultra.
2: All right, welcome back. I recognize that jingle. Pearly, that can only mean one thing. We are at our favorite part of the show, the of Ultra 19th hole. Pearl, go ahead and open one. Very good, Pearl. Those sound effects are really, really good and better. We don't even need meat here. He's got that. Um, we want to thank the guys at Ultra for... Um, for uh, supporting us and, and sponsoring the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Folks, don't go away. Don't go away. Before the end of this segment, we will announce the winners of the Powers St. Louis Blues giveaway uh, for January 27th. All right, John. Jim Nance, Sean Connery, almost taking James Bond out at Cypress Point, shutting his leg in the door, blood, the whole deal. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you not love I mean it's, it's so funny how you think about how important that day was to him at the time that he was going through that and he shuts Sean Connery's leg in the door and he's got blood running down into his shoe and now we're looking back at it 25 or 30 years later and laughing at it and think about some of the crazy things we've done
3: well I think I think it's, it's a fun story I'm really glad that we played it uh, I think you know to me the message is who you get to run into in golf and what scenarios uh, you get to be involved with them. We always talk about, you know, playing a four hour round, five hour round then having lunch type of thing. And how long you're with, a, with a person, you get to know them. Yes. that that time timeframe to get to know them too, but in such different situations, Now this is an extreme one too. So we got to know James Bond as he was taking James Bond down, but it really does give us an opportunity, not just to spend time with people, but to spend time with people, in, in a different scenario than in some corporate office or in in some other regular speaking engagement or whatever it's it's much more humanized and i think it's I think it's a, another big piece of why golf is is so important to us
2: John before the pandemic when I was still doing the corporate entertainment uh hospitality stuff the thing the word that i use it's it's um disarming. You're out there, you're relaxed, you're not on your cell phone, you're not responding to emails, you're not, you know, you're in this environment that's beautiful somewhere. Around the world, and you're out walking, hopefully with a caddy, and enjoying that experience. And everyone's guards down, and you know, and that game is a, the game of golf is and has been a wonderful uniter that way. Where you and I have walked down fairways with people that we had no business knowing, being with, etcetera, other than this love for the game and this ability to play it a little bit.
3: Well, I think to your point, we didn't think we had business to it because it was easy to look at some of these guys with these lofty uh, uh, holding them holding up, up up above everybody else. But when you walk in the fairways to your point, you realize they're human just like everybody else. They do stupid things. They do great things. They, they're they confused. They're good folks sometimes and struggle at other times. It, you're right. It, it absolutely humanizes you. And one reason it humanizes us because normally the guys we're playing with in that situation are incredibly accomplished at a, at a given discipline. And then they get on the golf course, and normally they 're not terribly you know accomplished, and even if they are kind of, they could still hit it sideways and make silly shots and get frustrated and let a a few uh explosive uh fly left and right so yeah it it, it allows us to see that they 're human too
2: yeah, and I think that that 's the real charm isn 't it yeah. because you get yeah. to see i mean I told the story a hundred times about uh, Julius Irving. One of my heroes, and watching him not be able to hit the ball out of this room, you know, and thinking, wow, you know, this is a guy that can do just about whatever he wants to do in his discipline, as you said, on the hard court, and then put a golf club in his hand, and you're like, oh boy, we don't, we don't, we can't watch this. All right. We've come to the time of the show that everybody's been waiting for. The winners of the Powers Insurance giveaway for the January 27th Blues Calgary game are. Michael Heineman, and Richard Worley. Guys, Tim Davis with Powers, he's the COO of Powers Insurance, he put this deal together. He will be reaching out, and you get to go uh, sit next to him for an entire hockey game, and I'll be there also. So you can um, – I'll be I'll be there running around grabbing you like beer and a hot dog or something, and, uh, and Tim will be telling you stories. It'll be perfect.
3: It sounds like a good deal to me. Let me know if nobody uh – Claims your tickets. I'll be there. I'll
2: be ready. We'll see how that goes. We'll, uh, You'll be on the ready. We'll let you go. Uh, that's going to wrap up another show, Pearl. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Meet. thanks for taking great care of us. And, guys, come back next week. We'll have two victorious and extremely successful tour players, Paul Azinger and Steve Stricker on the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hit them straight, St. Louis.